We are live. Uh, I don't have a lot of rules on this program. In fact, I'd go as far as to say I have none. I've, have I ever mandated a rule on no. this show? I'm not wearing pants. That's how that's how crazy we get with no rules. Well, today that that's over. I'm instituting my first rule on this program. It's specific to Craig, but it'll go whoever is you know replacement is anyone in uh, the Craig Oconee seat. This will be a, a new mandate on the program. If you're ever uh, so lucky as to converse with uh, Kirk Minahan on air again, you address him as Mr. Minahan. <laughs> you don't call him Kirky. You don't call him Buddy. <laughs> because, thank God, he seemed to not even notice it or just not care to talk to you any longer. Oh, I mean, it was blatantly <laughs> it was blatantly a joke. <laughs> but when I heard Kirky, Buddy, I thought, oh, God, now I'm going to have to defend this asshole. And then I, here's where, here's where you should really feel bad. Uh, is uh, all the times I've had to go on KMS and defend you as staunchly as I do. I'm waiting for that to happen. You should feel some, <laughs> some remorse for the spot you've put me in every time I have to take these bullets for you. Yeah. Well, I think it was fine because I was clearly joking. I understand. So. But I did, uh, I did clutch my chest when I, when I heard it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. I, I'm sure the defense will be great and grand as usual. On it always is. I always put up a fight for you, but there's only so much I can do. I think the last time you were like, yeah, but like, who would I honestly get to, repl- you know, <laughs> that's have, a fair question. Have them do this show. <laughs> who would make remote recording sound like we're in the same room? It's what you said, right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Crisp, perfect audio. Yeah. No, if I was like, yeah, Kirky Bud, you know, <laughs> oh God, that's how it felt. And he, luckily he took it in stride Well, because it was blatantly a fucking joke. I didn't care for it. I didn't. <laughs> you need, you need uh, some CBD or something. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, relax. I'm too, uh, maybe I'm too high strung, but uh, you know, Craig's uh, mix of incompetence and arrogance will be a, a theme of the show that we'll weave in and out of today. Mm. But uh, yeah, Kirk, if you missed it, Kirk was on with uh, was he just on to talk about the Brady thing? Is that why Jerry wanted him on? He came on to talk about Brady and then he stayed on for like an hour and they talked about just about everything. It was yeah, it was yeah. honestly as close to a K and C reunion as I've heard thus far. Um yeah, because they I know the the clip that they were ripping on you for was uh, or Jerry was ripping on you for. <laughs> yeah. Was uh what is that? What is the context of that? Vince Scully died, folks. Spoiler alert. Um and Jerry wanted Craig to play some clip. What is the context of that where Vince Scully is singing? He did a cover of Wind Beneath My Wings, and there was two, <laughs> there was two options. Um, yeah. There was the video of him standing with his wife as they played it over the loudspeakers at uh, Dodger Stadium, but the sound quality right. wasn't great, or just the recording. And I asked before the show, I go, which one do you want? And he said, just the song. So right. that was that was that first that was the second debacle. The first one was me not getting the uh, vague intro to the. Oh, I didn't even know if I, I. I gotta say, I agree with Jerry on that one. I understand where the Jerry man is coming from, and it's not even a fault. It's kind of like uh, you were at the first Wilbur show, right? Yes. You know the Cullinane thing at the beginning where Kirk was like, "What the fuck are you doing with the Julie DeCaro video?" Yep. There's a thing, and I don't even know if it's a learned thing. It's just a, a chemistry you have with someone where you want someone that can, you know, know exactly where you're going. So I can understand what Jerry was thinking there, where he thought you guys were on the same page 
And apparently you weren't. Here I am confidently playing this clip. I'm like, I know exactly what Jerry wants right now. Do you always, were you feeling it because uh, Kirk was there? Do you always give Jerry that much guff? You had, you had some toot on you. If he gives me guff, I usually give it back. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But so what's not, not the context of you playing it, but what is the context of Vince Scully singing that song? I have no fucking clue, but apparently him and Kirk used to like make fun of it a lot. Yeah, so if there. I remember, I was trying to remember them talking about it back in the day. And maybe I've just put this context around it, but I thought he sung it like as his retirement. It was played. It was played at his uh, retirement ceremony. If he wasn't actually singing it, I don't think I have the. Let me. I can pull it. Not that you'll be able to. You I'll can play hear for it, folks. Yeah. Let me uh, pull that up. But is the implication that he's saying that he is the wind beneath his own wings? <laughs> I don't know. It's the weirdest thing because <laughs> he's literally standing there with his wife. And it looks like he's trying to mouth the words, but it's not working. Right. Um, Poor Vince Scully. Let me. Uh, he only made it to 109. How old was he? 94. Oof, that's too long. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, it's definitely even like we, they were talking about Bill Russell too. 88, 94. Sign me up for either. 88's a wild run for a guy that tall, as I've said. Yeah. But here's my thing with Vince Scully dying. I feel how I think uh, like true comic book nerds feel, you know, like a kid that genuinely grew up reading Spider-Man because he felt like a lonely weirdo and he related to it. Mm -hmm. I feel like those guys must feel when, you know, Chris Hemsworth is doing an interview saying, Oh, I grew up on Captain America or whatever the fuck he plays. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. when the now, now like superhero movies are for like frat bros. <laughs> rather than what it was originally for them. That's how I feel when I see like people, you know, 25 year olds on Twitter that have never watched a baseball game saying like, I, I, I'm going to miss Vince Scully. Vince Scully is everything. When it's like, Hey, I'm out here making Vern Lundquist references. That'll make your head spin. You're not a real <laughs> broadcasting aficionado. I mean, he's, I, I've never, I've, maybe it's cause I'm in Boston, but uh, I think Gil Santos is probably the closest I've ever been to, Oh my God. I love this broadcast. Greatest voice of all time. Oh, it was so way. great. But like yeah. I, I, when he left, I wasn't like, Oh fuck, what am I going to do now? <laughs> oh, when Tommy, when Tommy Heinsohn, Tommy Heinsohn was probably my favorite Boston, uh, analyst of any kind. Oh yeah. He was off the, when he died, it was sad, but he was in his fucking eighties or something. <laughs> and he was a, yeah. gi a giant man. When I was doing security at the Boston garden in like 2011 or whatever it was, you'd walk by and it just looked painful. Yeah. Like everything about it looked painful. Well, we'll get to someone who is really not coping with uh, the death of, or I guess Ad, they are coping. Maybe a therapist would say they are coping with the death well. Um, but someone who's really dealing with a lot on her plate over Vince Scully's death. But first, <laughs> let me hear this song that you were talking about. Yeah, here this is the. Um, it's 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 not as good quality. It's the one with the video attached. Okay. This is Vin, uh, Vince Scully singing, by the way. <laughs> it just keeps cutting to the crowd. Why? The, the look on the crowd's faces should be bewilderment. They're, they're jazzed up. <laughs> I use this 
point of reference all the time, but it's like... Oh, we got players hugging on the field. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you were explaining this to someone, you'd think it was a just a bizarre dream that they had. Like, yeah, I went to a Dodgers game, Vince Scully sang Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah. He's just standing there with his wife, doing nothing, just looking at the stadium. Why is he the one singing? Shouldn't it be? They should have gotten, you know, Bette Midler or something. I have no idea. He's trying to sing along. It's not going well. Right, we gotta hear the chorus at least. <laughs> He's talking to himself, right? Yeah. Or is it the Dodgers fans or his hero? I have no idea, but it reads like... It, Maybe his wife is his hero, possibly? Wind beneath my wing. So long, Vinny. <laughs> Rest in power, old friend. <laughs> Had a good run. <laughs> Wild time. Let's hear it once more from Vince Scully, everybody. I, I, I would have applause if I was at home, but I don't. Uh, well, speaking of, please, no more drops. <laughs> For the love of God. By the way, uh, you definitely owe Tim an apology. Sorry, Tom, whoever you want to call him an apology. Um, No, I don't think that I do. I think so. Why? You don't think that was a bit over the top? What did I say? Basically, he's a piece of shit. Not welcome here because he made out one bad joke. <laughs> yeah, I agree with all of that. <laughs> I thought that was a bit much. Uh, well, first of all, I heard on Very Good Show, go to verygoodshow.org for all your Very Good Show needs. Yes. I heard you ask him, <laughs> you said, did this ruin your weekend? Oh, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I felt a little over the top. He answered it seriously. <laughs> I was like, I was joking, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> Where did you find this guy? Tom. I've, I've known him Tim. since third grade. Is his real name Tim? I, I don't, I'm not doing that on purpose. It is Tim. Tim. All right. Uh, I've known him since third grade. Oh, what a, what a bond that will never be broken. We lived together in college. How fun. I got him kicked out of college by accident. Uh, the poontang that that room must have seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These For two sure. out on the prowl. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> so if you missed it last week, folks. I do apologize. To, to, I was going to get there if Craig didn't, uh, you know, step all over me. Me and Jerry are going to have a meeting about this afterwards, <laughs> about bonding, hold hands and sob. Uh, yeah, I do apologize to uh, Tim because I didn't realize that Craig would be so overjoyed to have a button at his fingertips that he would hit it roughly 9,000 times. I think someone did a count and I think it was about 9,000 times so rounding rounding down. I hit the uh, the Asian one. I, I listened back because I was like, I don't think I hit it a lot, but I don't think it was like crazy amount. It was like six times. It felt like uh, it felt endless. It felt like I wasn't saying anything and uh, Trey Parker was hosting the show for me. See, basically every time we think that uh, Mike brings a shit item on his list, which is often right. we'll play a mocking drop um, it has nothing to do with the heritage that is being made fun of. It's just, I think Mike takes too much guff on that program. He's the only man that prepares. He does get a lot of guff, but it's also very funny when you do give him guff because he gets legit pissed. <laughs> he, gets, he gets riled up. I understand. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize to Tim. I didn't think Craig would be. Were you, were you hitting me? Uh, what was the other one? My brother's gay or something? Yes. 
Tim was not. That was him. you as well. Tim, I did all of them except for oh, the God. the drops that you liked were Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Which, well, as I said, I, I believe I uh, tweeted at him. If, t- if Tim ever wants to replace Craig, he's in. Yeah, uh, box. I'll e- recommend him to Jerry as well. Box eating dad says it wasn't even the drops. It's that. You said that Tim seemed like a smug asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he did seem like, a, I'll tell you this. He came at me with some blind joke. I forget what it was. It was bad. <laughs> it was, it was rough. And that it's like, you know, you got plenty to make fun of me on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I learned him. It was, he was very nervous, which was funny because he listened even before he joined our show. He listened to all your shows. Which, really. <laughs> that's why I found your solo episodes so funny. well go to the patreon folks you'll hear my real gripes uh with what i thought was tim but as i i'm a man of um uh i don't know the word i'm looking for i'm a man of morals you know i'm willing to step up and apologize Mm. be the bigger man yeah in this heated mike tim rivalry (laughs) uh kirk 5k said he skipped it based on reviews i didn't really see much yeah you do you did yourself a favor don't worry about it that was a fun episode the list was great (laughs) It was fine. We uh, we got warmed up towards the end. All the, the problem with us getting warmed up is uh, the soundboard got warmed up as well. Apparently, <laughs> it must have been on the fritz the first half of the show because the second half it really cranked up. The uh, the list is always full of drops. Sure. Um, and I don't think it will change necessarily. Because well, that's good. That's your that's your show. I don't want to interrupt your flow. The you know. Uh, some people said I interrupted the flow that a very good show has, so I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I thought everyone was overreacting either direction. <laughs> I think they reacted appropriately. Well, no, I had people that were like wicked pissed at you, like box eating dad in, uh, was pissed at me. Yeah. Oh, he was, on. a lot of people were really mad at how you spoke about Tom. <laughs> well, I was talking about Tom, this Tim guy I like. Yeah, Tom's a piece of shit, but Tim's Tim great. seems like a real hardworking, uh, get up and go type of character. Yeah. Um, on be- box eating dad says on behalf of the VGB slash propaganda, we request an apology. Uh, well, I apologize to Tim and I'll apologize to the box. Craig, I will not ever apologize to for friend, even I, if I'm wrong. I have no more room for new wounds on my back. <laughs> oh, now that leads me to another question. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on Twitter, you know, Tim and I patch things up, good buddies that we are. Yeah, because I just put my hand right up into the sky and said, it was me. And uh, as you should have. Yeah. And and Mike, as some people know him, Whiskey Mike from a very good show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. interjected with a, a, a line that I have still not decoded. Mm-hmm. He said, Benedickhead Arnold, which first of all, Benedict, I feel like would have worked. Yeah, he was Don't referring need to add more syllables. <laughs> if you're wondering who he was talking to, it was me. Oh, why? I like I said, dude, he deserves all the drops he gets. <laughs> but how are you a traitor in that situation? Uh, I don't remember the exact exchange. You defended Tim. You said, "Hey, all it was all me. I was doing the drops." And he called you Benedict Arnold or Benedict Dickhead Arnold. You've heard him. You've heard him speak. You've done plenty of why you laughings and other things and VGS crossovers. Sure. You you get it. Sometimes stuff just falls out of that face of his. <laughs> yeah, but this he had time. He looked at it and pressed tweet. Oh, he had time. Twitter is his worst. His worst location. Wow. 
well, folks, I'm sure you can find his Twitter also at blindmike.net. It's a really a, a, if you like very good show, make sure you hit up blindmike.net. That's where you get all your very good show needs. Um, as well as this program. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, get episodes early, get uh, Why You Laughing Early, get bonus stuff, get Quincy, all the uh, wacky hijinks that we're up to on Patreon. Uh, and if you want to just support the show for free, which, by the way, um, I do have a tip jar on Twitter. People said they'll tip me if I stop doing this podcast. Let's see. I'm pretty sure you can find that on Twitter. Let's test that water. <laughs> yeah, I think it just links to my Venmo, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> So feel free if I hit a number that I feel like is uh is right, then I'll just go away. Yeah, and make sure you write for Craig on the memo when you send yes. it. Yeah, if you write that, I'll I'll send it over to Craig. <laughs> um, yeah. So blindmike.net, hit that up. Uh, be a subscriber or just support the show for free, whichever you prefer, and uh, do the same at uh, verygoodshow.org for uh, the Craigster. Yes, please come come join Drop Nation. Well, yeah, I don't know. I always thought a uh, box eating dad was a loyal guy. I thought he, I thought he uh, oh, enjoyed this program. He's very loyal. All right, good. I hope you're not telling me otherwise. Oh no, I, I meant to me. Sorry. <laughs> ridiculous. Erroneous. Outrageous. <laughs> um, I'm glad that's squared away because uh, now we have to. Now we can all bond. You know, now that we've really had it out, uh, we can all bond over. An article or a blog uh, written by Julie DeCaro. Now, just start reading it. I don't read the title because I want people to think, well, this obviously has nothing to do with, <laughs> with what they were talking about before and see how Julie DeCaro is able to shoehorn the focus of this article see, into her own life. Where my confusion comes in on this article is the tweet with it has a different headline than the article title. Is that what you're referring to? Oh, no, I just mean you haven't read it yet, have you? No, but I saw... Let's give it a read. I think you'll see pretty quickly what I'm talking about. Um, it came unprompted, bubbling up from somewhere pure and certain inside her. Inside her. This fucking, she sucks at writing. Uh, my husband and I took to asking whether she felt like a boy or a girl or neither. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the beginning of the article? Yeah. No, this is not right. All right. What's the title of the article you have? Oh, shit. My fault. My fault. Okay. I'm reading the other article you sent. <laughs> uh, my, my youngest son was not an easy I was like, what the baby. fuck are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, boy, we really leaped ahead in this kid's life. <laughs> yeah, they're similar, similar articles. Okay. Um, my youngest son was not an easy baby. His brother, just 18 months older, was a breeze. One of those babies, uh, so serene, so happy, so simple to care for that I assumed his demeanor was uh, attributable to my superior mothering skills. All right, this is how the blog starts, by the way. There's no introduction as to why she's talking about this or anything. I mean, maybe you could surmise from the headline, but the blog just starts where Julie is talking about this subject. Oh, I have not. I have not said the headline or put it on screen yet. I thought that was no, that's the, good because okay. we'll find out what it's about. Uh, so, so far, her, her first kid was a breeze and her second kid was tough. Is that what she said? Yep. Yep. Okay. Which is very extremely common. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's what mothers have to deal with. Uh, every, well, I mean, the first one's always easy because that's the sole focus of your life. The second one's right. tough because you have to focus on both. You got to do this again. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. 
right. Uh, every mother's first baby should be as easy as he was. Uh, even as a teenager, he's an even keel as, as they come. My second son, though, came out of the womb screaming and <laughs> no shit and uh, didn't stop for the first nine months of his life. Right about the time uh, we discovered that what doctors had assured us was colic was actually painful gastric reflux. Okay, that's un- again unfortunate. Not sure why she's telling us yet. Yeah, but we'll get there. <laughs> now I'm starting to get very confused because I know the title. Right. <laughs> uh, the madness finally ended uh, when I went to see his doctor, steal by a group of moms in my corner, and refused to leave his office without a prescription for baby Zantac. Uh, by that time, I was completely spent physically and emotionally, and when I handed my red-faced screaming child over to his pediatrician, I considered briefly making a run for it. <laughs> oh, Julie, the Louis C.K. of our time. <laughs> <laughs> there are... There, there are uh, oh, wait, wait, hold on one second, though. Yep. I like that she's scolding the doctor as if, like, she knows better. <laughs> oh, I know. She you sucks. should be giving, do like, do parents do that often? Like yell at the doctor for not giving what they have deemed the correct prescription? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I usually just go, you probably know what you're talking about. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. But Julia, I mean, she was a lawyer. I don't know how in depth in the uh, medical field she got in college, but. Yeah. Not very. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> uh, I mean, she wears a lot of hats. Law school. Uh, Olympic athlete, yep. <laughs> doctor. Real flexible, allegedly. Yes. Um, there are entire months during that time that I don't remember. I know I went days upon days without showering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dropping off into shallow sleep uh, during his infrequent catnaps. I often wondered what future damage I did to my oldest son during those months. Just surviving from minute to minute rather than making sure he was physically, emotionally, and intellectually engaged at all times with uh, baby's first electron microscope or whatever the popular toddler stimulus was at the time. Yeah, you probably should have some regrets about neglecting one of your children for months. I can understand that. For sure. All right. While you're reading here. Can we get some guesses in the chat? If you don't know, some of you might have seen this on Twitter already. But if you genuinely don't know. What this article is about. Can we get some guesses in the chat right now? <laughs> and don't cheat and look up what I've read already. Yeah. What is the, what's the, what do you think the focus of this article is? Obviously it's about motherhood. Uh, her second child was a lot more difficult. Where do you think we're headed? <laughs> uh, you got nothing. I, come on, throw some guesses so I continue reading. Some, <laughs> someone's going to ruin it and just write. Are we already at the, the, the reveal? Uh, I don't think so. All right, well, let's wait till we get there. Keep reading until you get to the big uh, punchline. Okay. I don't recall, uh, and I'm sure I, I didn't know at the time, those months were a giant blur, breastfeeding, the wiggles, and desperately praying for sleep. Um, She's just describing motherhood. Right. This right. is not any more unique than any other mother. I don't, it, it doesn't seem to me. Kirk5K says, I just didn't know Julie had kids. Uh, and Box Eating Dad says, kids transitioning, question mark. So, uh, no, you're wildly incorrect, actually. Uh, Banana Hammock says it's about Blippy shitting on his friend. That's a that's closer. It's a more sensible guess than where we're going. That would if, if that came up in this article, that would make more sense to me than what we're about to read. Yeah, if you go on uh, uh, verygoodshow.org, go to about six weeks ago, you can watch us watch that video live. It is fucking hilarious. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Justin stole from you, you're saying. 
Well, I know he listens to our program, so maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's some accusations being lobbed. I don't think so. Podcast uh, war. Pew, pew, pew. Um, uh, some, some days my husband would come home from work to find me sitting on the step with both kids in my lap because I literally could not wait the 30 seconds it would take him to walk in the door of the driveway to hand one or both over uh, to him. That is fucking crazy. Get him away from me. <laughs> I understand just needing to walk outside, but you can, yeah. you know, not get the kids dressed, put shoes on just to exchange them on the front steps. <laughs> I hate these little fuckers. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> all right. Anyone? Here comes the reveal. So. Have we had any guesses that are remotely close? No. I was hoping for a, a postnatal abortion blog. From Chef Lewis, uh, it's a nope. pet from Kirk Five K. Like no she dice. got, like she got a puppy. No, nope. nope. here comes no, the no, no. here comes the big reveal. Yeah, my story is the story of a lot of women with young children at home, but I was lucky. I had Vin Scully. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! Talk about wanting clicks. Now, now, unless Vince Scully became Julie DeCaro's live-in nanny, then the first two paragraphs of this didn't make any sense. <laughs> they had nothing to do with it. All she had to say was, I had a hard time raising my kids at first, but I had Vince Scully. Something that got me through was listening to Dodger baseball, apparently, in Chicago. <laughs> Bucks eating dad says, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> It, it's insane when I saw this. So this was her tribute to Vin Scully saying that like he got her through motherhood, I guess. Let's find out how, shall we? Banana Hammock says he was the wind beneath her wings. Maybe that's what he was singing about. That makes a lot of sense. Was he a hurricane? Holy fuck. <laughs> um, sometime around my youngest child's birth, Major League Baseball, Baseball had released their version of MLB.com, which allowed fans to listen to games from anywhere in the country. How old is Julie DeCaro? That's a great question. Let me look that up because I do that even though I get buried for not doing it. I will look it up. Oh, thank you. It's very good. <laughs> That's what I was saying. What was that guy's name on Why You Laughing that you couldn't find? Uh, Harry uh, Bushkin? It needs a lot of pats on the head. Yes, you Google things. Very good. <laughs> you guys... <laughs> Like, Good job. I was like, did he stop listening as soon as you asked? Because I literally four <laughs> seconds later told him the answer. <laughs> Julie DeCaro age. Yeah. Uh, she was born. She's 49. Wow. I thought she was younger. I, I don't know why, but I did. I thought she was in like her late 30s. Late 30s, early 40s, I would have guessed. Yeah. Jesus. Huh. Wow. A 49-year-old woman wants to sue Justin Trudeau. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> More people are listening to this article probably than bought the book. She'll, she'll be in her 50s <laughs> suing Justin Trudeau for reading a book on YouTube. Uh, so, all right. I'm sorry. How did, uh, uh, so MLB.com was released, I guess. Um, uh, and the games were archived. So you could go back and listen to a game that had already ended earlier in the day. There weren't a ton of options. That sounds horrible. Yeah, no shit. That sounds brutal. There is nothing. <laughs> Listening to an old baseball game. <laughs> there is nothing. Like I, when I was younger, I would put on the Red Sox games at night when I went to bed because there's honestly yeah. nothing better for like ambient sound, I don't think, than a baseball sure. game. But holy That's shit, fair. I'm not going, oh, I can't wait to listen to this game from four years ago. 
<laughs> oh, even when they even when they abbreviate it into like two hours or whatever they do mm-hmm. on Nessun, yeah, like they shorten the game. Even that, it's like it's already it already happened. I'll just look at the score. <laughs> yeah, the internet like really ruined um, like Sports Center and shit. Highlights, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. Twitter because it's instant. All right. Um, so Julie DeCaro, who I'm, I'm to understand she's a Cubs fan, no? You would think, and works in Chicago. So uh, you know, during her pregnancy. She would listen to Dodgers games from yesterday, apparently. <laughs> um, there weren't a ton of options for entertainment when up breastfeeding a baby at 2 a.m. But every night on my computer, there sat three hours of audio of Vin Scully. <laughs> when did this come out today? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. Five years ago, it says. Oh, really? Yeah. She tweeted it today with R.I.P. Vin Scully. Says by Julie DeCaro five years ago. <laughs> so she reposted it today as if to be like, guys, we all remember. <laughs> oh my God. We all remember the great blog that I wrote. Wow. She tweeted it out today. So I just assumed she wrote it today. <laughs> I could be wrong, but it says by Julie DeCaro five years no, ago. No, that makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. That does make sense. Uh, imagine if she wrote this today, though. Holy fuck. Would she be getting buried? <laughs> she probably uh, is you- anyway, but. Even if it's five years ago, I'm not above spending 20 minutes on it. So let's keep going. <laughs> uh, I was working from home uh, at the time in parentheses. Ha. Did I mention trying to keep two children and myself alive? Wasn't even my full-time job? Question mark. End of parentheses. <laughs> hold on. Hold on one second, though. She she wasn't at Deadspin five years ago. This is fan-sided. Uh, this isn't Deadspin. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so Wait, read that last line again because that was pretty good. Yeah, this is in parentheses. Like she's, you know, step Did away. I from, mention step away from this article for one second while I tell you this little ditty. It says, "Ha! Did I mention trying to keep two children and myself alive wasn't even my full time job? <laughs> you were a working mother. <laughs> oh my god! In the twenty first century, my god! You must have been working real hard or have a real um." Difficult job if you can watch your kids all day at home and just throw, how, did, how did you do it? <laughs> just throw the kids at a fucking at your husband as soon as he walks on the driveway. You know, you know what's hilarious is Julie, in a weird way, <laughs> is advocating for women not to be in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> She's basically writing an article here, article here saying we can't handle it. <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> to do both. Um, if julie is saying if only a man went to work and collected a paycheck while the woman stayed home and cared for the children (laughs) you know who believes in that i don't want to tell her this but that's uh like the proud boy's number one message yeah this is this is radical feminism because it's the opposite of what every other feminist is saying uh So I saw most of the game. Uh, my oh, here it is. My Chicago Cubs played each day while perched um, precariously on my couch. You have to type like that. Holy fuck! Holding okay. my holding my son in the exact position that would keep him from screaming. It was possibly more exhausting than being up and moving around. I don't know about that for you. <laughs> uh, Everything she's done is the most exhausting task. <laughs> Do you guys see my plight yet? <laughs> How- how could a woman do an hour of radio a day and care for children? 
<laughs> I don't know what she did back in the day, but I remember when I was like prank calling her show, she was on for like an hour at night. <laughs> maybe two hours. It couldn't be just an hour, maybe two hours. Yeah, it was the overnight spot, right? Yeah, but it was weird because like usually overnights are three, usually four hours. I think like five or six even. <laughs> Julie, Julie did two is what they trusted her for. Box Eating Dad says, I love to make fun of it, but a few, in a few years when I write this same article about Mike Harris, it's going to be hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> I was attempt. I was struggling with fatherhood. <laughs> Thank God I had the list <laughs> to get me through. Oh, that's funny. All right. Um, well, that's you. Yeah, I think you get the gist. Unless you see any, unless you spot any more gems in there. How much longer is this fucking thing? Uh, it's well, it's not, only seven or eight pages. It's not too much longer if you just want to fucking. All right, get, sure. Let's zoom through it. It's three more paragraphs. Okay. But at night, I would sit in front of the open window, feeding my baby, and let Vin's voice, his stories, his memories of baseball from a uh, a time gone by, wash over me. <laughs> it's a lot she of stories. She hasn't showered in days. <laughs> It's a lot of stories to wash over her. Um, <laughs> yeah, get get uh, get underneath this roll, stories, would you? <laughs> it got to be a, um, a, a ritual every night in which I could lose myself, float up out of my body, and hover somewhere in the warm window. For <laughs> God damn it, this fucking idiot. Chavez Ravine, just listening to Vin and thinking about baseball. It was better than meditation. It was almost as good as sleep. I could begin to relax, feeling some of the frustration with my uh, never quiet, never sleeping, never happy baby start to dissolve. As Vin would talk, I would unwind. Those few hours of relaxation every night recharged my soul, kept me going, and allowed me to be the mother I wanted to be uh, the other 21 hours of the day. I like Julie, like a guy, like a dad that just needs a stiff drink after a long day at the office. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my Vin Scully. <laughs> Neat. Um, oh, this was this was um, written right when he retired, judging by. Yeah, I've, no, I feel when you said five years ago, I figured yeah. that was the case. This week, Vin Scully will call his last game for the Dodgers and an era will end. And while I'll miss him in the same way other baseball fans will, I'll always have a special fondness for the man who unknowingly got me through the hardest months of my life. My son is nearly a teen now, and he still needs my attention constantly. (laughs) It's probably because you didn't fucking let him go, dummy. (laughs) Or probably because you didn't give him any attention when he was a kid. He's emotional and sent. I think she gave him way too much attention because this sounds like. Oh, this is the one she cared about. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like this sounds like clingy, uh, clingy baby. I don't even know what the real thing is, but over helicopter parent shit. Sure. Uh, He's emotional and sensitive and overly dramatic. But much like he was as a uh, much like he was as a baby, he's also fantastically creative, ridiculously outspoken, and hysterically funny. <laughs> hey, hey, Jewel, what does this have to do with Vince Scully? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trade those months, hard as they were, for the world. <laughs> I mean, that's not an article about Vince Scully. No. Nope. What's, what's the headline, if you would? The headline, by the way, is how Vince Scully saved my sanity and made me a better mother. <laughs> the guy's barely mentioned in the story. His voice it's was how, yeah. His voice was calm enough that I didn't strangle my infant. How brave am I for being a mother? <laughs> and then we close with my kid is immensely talented. By the way, Vince Scully did Dodger Cubs games. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those. Uh, I don't think it happened. 
what a, what a, oh, I'm sure it didn't, but especially if I mean, she, I believe that her ears heard Vince Scully's voice while she was raising children that I believe. Yeah. At some point, I don't think it kept her from killing herself. <laughs> no, definitely not. Or the kid. It sounded like she was more into this literally just sounds like what it's like having a second child. Yeah, if it wasn't for Vin Scully, she would have drowned her babies. <laughs> so thank God for Vin, I suppose. Um, uh, Banana Hammock says, I can admit that we had similar stress with our first daughter. I wish we had Vin Scully. Well, hey, listen, you have Joe Kostig if you're here in Boston. Throw him on. Do you believe it? <laughs> what a comforting voice that would be. Oh, God. That's <laughs> uh, a deep drive. <laughs> What's What was the other guy's name? Um... Well, they used to have Jerry Truppiano. Yes, Jerry, Jerry Truppiano. His voice yeah. was uh, significantly better. but his He was way better. I don't know why they uh, pushed him out. I know. His home run call was always off. Way back. Yeah, but that would be like, oh, it's a deep drive. Way back. Way back. Oh, and he caught it on the warning track <laughs> like every fucking time. Oh, well, that's Sterling now. It's getting sad with John Sterling. Well, he's not even there, right? It's it's rough. I don't think he's doing road games anymore. It seems like he's just reacting to the cameras, which always make things look like a home run, and then they're caught right, by like right, the second right. baseman. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll write an article like that when Vince Scully dies. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, when Vince Scully dies, when uh, John Sterling dies. Yeah. I hope she. I hope she reposts this exact same thing, but changes the name to John Sterling. I was. I was dealing with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly paid Matt from Rhode Island any attention. <laughs> well, no, he would be the problem. I was the firstborn. <laughs> oh, God. Well, rest in peace, Vince Scully. We all miss you. It's very sad that a man in his 90s died. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, by the way, guys like, uh, I think Bob Barker's still alive. Is he? Am I right about that? Or has he died? Let me uh, Google it for you real Look it quick. Up. <laughs> I know Norman Lear's alive. Uh, he's 98. He's 98 years I, old, Bob Barker. I don't think it's a Norman Lear type of 98. I've heard some grim stories. <laughs> oh, no. He looks like uh, a skeleton already. Yeah. He's decomposing while still breathing, it appears. Yeah. He's uh, neutering animals. <laughs> Just going to his neighbor's houses. I can, I'll pull up the, uh, the picture for the people watching along here. It is scary. Uh, I, a uh, warning in advance. Here he is. Yeah, it's not good. Not you know, Bob good. Barker got me, got me through a lot of, uh, fake sick days when I would stay home from school. Oh yeah. He used to be the best. I don't know how I handled it, but I did. I made it through. He's a guy that my entire life has been significantly old. <laughs> oh yeah well i mean well, 30 years ago he was in his 60s true that's a great point great point um all right uh going from one self-aware nut job <laughs> to another Bra brendan schaub oh. had ufc fighter michael chandler on do you know much about him uh just the name he's he's pretty good so i went because i didn't want to uh i didn't want to jump the gun i didn't want to assume anything about Michael Chandler. He adopted children. And I went and listened to a little bit of the podcast just to clarify. And he did say, in fact, that um, at least one of the kids, um, and I think both based on later context, but he said one of them is uh, African-American, uh, very dark skinned and said looks nothing like him. So he adopted uh, an African-American child. 
And, uh, you know, these kids otherwise may not have had a great, great upbringing. So they're talking about Michael Chandler kind of, you know, maybe in a way saving these kids lives. And he's saying that they sort of saved him as well. They gave him an opportunity to be a father. And, uh, you know, he's talking about how much he has grown from that experience and how much, you know, his life is full now, whereas it wasn't before. And uh, he's talking about the kind of this beautiful uh, thing in his life, which prompted Brendan Schaub to ask this question. Yeah. This, uh, it, do you know, by the way, if he was extremely high or drunk for this? No, I don't think he was either. Uh, it wouldn't have helped. It would have helped a little. But well, here, let's hear it. Same highs, same lows, same everything. Now, let me ask you this. Is it like, <clears throat> is it like that movie, Me, Myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey and the three black kids? <laughs> Do they know, like, they, they're, you're not their actual father? Yes. Like, are they- <laughs> <laughs> he is pissed. Why would you ask that, Brendan? Did you hear him? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they figured it out. <laughs> oh. I, when you sent that to me, I was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> the guy and the guy. So I went to listen to the full context because I, again, I wanted to make sure I wasn't jumping the gun or anything. He just got done explaining that the kid, he, said, he looks nothing like me. He's very dark skinned. So he's talking about how obvious it is that he's not his biological father or uh, as Brendan so gracefully put it. <laughs> Not your real kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, I mean, there's also a thing of like, you can get into words and, uh, you know, how strict you want to be on definitions and things, but he's their father. He's do, raising them. Do they know, do they know that they're adopted is the question. Yeah. Like the kid's going to be fucking 15. Like she, we, boy, I guess I look more like mom. <laughs> Do they know you're not their dad? <laughs> Brendan, you moron. Let me hear that again. That was maybe... Oh, I minimized it. Hold on. That was maybe the worst... Um, the worst fucking thing I've ever heard from him. As, yeah, as now mom. let me set it up. My son, very dark-skinned, uh, looks nothing like me. African-American. Brendan Chubb. Any follow-ups? Same highs, same lows, same... Everything. Now let me ask you this: Is it like, <clears throat> is it like that movie, Me, Myself, and Irene, with Jim Carrey and the three black kids? <laughs> Do they know, like, they, they're you're not their actual father? Yes. Like, they- yeah, you know, like that Fairly Brothers comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Is it like that when Anthony Anderson played a stereotype? <laughs> that- and the joke was, how could they not know they're not his kids? <laughs> <laughs> I love Me, Myself, and Irene. <laughs> It's, it's a pretty a, funny movie. When uh, when Jim Carrey goes up to the lesbians in the uh, the diner and he just goes, "How's it hanging, fellas?" <laughs> it's <laughs> maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in a movie. I feel like that's an example of a movie where without Jim Carrey, it wouldn't have worked. No, he was. You he, know what I mean? Like that's him carrying a movie. Oh, I think. for sure. But because like even with the, when he breaks his nose and it's just whistling as he's talking because it's the air going through it. Yeah, like it's just the the way he it, it wouldn't have worked with anyone else. Anyone else? You could also not make that now. The idea of his wife fucking a little person who's African American, and the whole joke is. By the way, the the whole joke with like Anthony Anderson and like his his sons. It's like, wouldn't it be crazy if uh, these black people who are smart? <laughs> that's essentially the entire joke that the Fairly Brothers are making. They can they can fly a helicopter. <laughs> who would have thought it would it would be like um, reverse now though, like. Uh, uh, 
I don't know, Damon Wayans would play the Jim Carrey role or something, you know? Right, and they'd have some, like, frat boy douchebags as kids. Or they would have, like, um, dumb, dumb, idiot white kids. Right, right, right. Just to the um, complete opposite. You know what? You know what's great about that clip, though? That's something you could easily hear me saying on KMS. Like, I'm sure everyone listening is thinking right now, like, I could see Mike saying something like that. But what Brendan lacks that I think someone like him absolutely needs is self that would result in 20 minutes of busting on me or if Cullen did it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I honestly, would be, it would, it would become a funny, you know, 10 minute riff or whatever. No one is that stupid, but no one in Brendan's life will do that. You know what I mean? Like Brendan needs to do a show. If Brendan just did a show with fucking, you know, Tim Dillon and Luis J Gomez guys mm. that would bust his balls. Then he would say he would become the hero of the, the internet. The problem, like if Brendan embraced yeah. how dumb and goofy he is, he wouldn't seem so dumb and goofy. <laughs> Was this live? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so because I think they like changed location. Because he I has he has no it. producer that has his back. Then apparently, I mean, it's just it's 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 a question off the cuff. Whatever. Maybe he was trying to be funny or something. But it's just if Brendan Schaub did all the podcasts that make fun of him and goofed around with them. Like if he had any self-awareness, then he wouldn't seem so dumb. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I do believe that if, uh, you know, pick your, pick your podcast. If, if Rogan asked Michael Chandler that, I don't think we'd be playing it to make fun of. Well, cause, because there's just something about Brendan Shaw where you're like, dude, how do you not, there would have been significant like uh lead up and follow up. Not just right. do, your, do your kids know you're not their dad? Yeah, or Rogan even would have, or so whoever would have realized. Oh, I said that like a fucking idiot, yes. and maybe even made fun of themselves. Brendan yes. has none of that. It was immediate reaction from listening to that clip. So, like, someone <laughs> in his in that room must have noticed how dumb right. that question was. Well, yeah, he just doesn't have like Callen and Dalia and these guys that he does podcast with. They're ultimate goal is looking cool, you well, know? So they're never going to tell him that he sounds like a fucking idiot because they want to do a show with a cool guy. They all, they all care about looking cool, which is very detrimental to comedy. I don't think, I don't think Shab has a way out. Well, I just told you what it is. I don't know. Go if that, on, I go think, on all these podcasts that goof on you and be part of the joke. Yeah. That would, that would have been great two years ago. I don't think he has, I don't think he, I think, can. He, I think he can still do it. And here's the thing that he doesn't realize is like, yeah, sure. Looking. And you know what? We criticize him, but he's built a brand for himself. He's very he's successful at it. I don't, I don't care for the product he puts out there, but he, he makes good money. But think of how many more of those dumb thick boy shirts would be sold. If he was kind of in on the joke a little bit, he, he should go on like, especially like thick boy, like Matt and Shane's, show or something goof around with those guys yeah fuck around call himself an idiot and all the fat fans of that show will buy a thick they're boy all shirt. wearing thick boy shirts yeah yeah but he doesn't want that he wants to market it to cool people you know the guys he considers cool and i even like i heard him on uh are you garbage he doesn't seem like a bad guy he just lacks self-awareness which like i to think brendan would be extremely likable if he knew how dumb he was like the fact that he has a bit that we've talked about 10 million times where he's doing a stereotypical Asian <laughs> accent Mr. of Shab. a real guy who speaks perfect English 
that should be a classic episode of the fighter and the kid where they mock him relentlessly for that. It just but took, it doesn't exist because he won't acknowledge it. It just took everything in me not to hit a certain drop there to be funny. <laughs> well, then you, that's when you should have. God damn it. <laughs> I could feel it in my finger burning. <laughs> that's when you should have. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I want to get to uh, some people had questions for us, but first let's play one more uh, wacky news drop. If we could. This is I wish I I wish I could have found a better version of this. But yeah. uh everyone's talking inflation. So this is just from TikTok or something where uh Barstool Sports tweeted it. I'm get based on the uh sound, I'm guessing it's from TikTok. Yeah. And um it's just a Houston news anchor. I wish I could find a better version and a longer version because I'd like to hear the full context. Yeah. But uh this is what he has to say about inflation. Only Houston news. Inflation continues to bitch slap the American family, and that includes at the dinner table. Houston has one. <laughs> Inflation continues to bitch slap the American public. <laughs> if anyone thinks there's an ounce of professionalism left in journalism. <laughs> I, the straight face in which he says that with is so funny. He's fired up. I wonder if that's a Ron Burgundy situation. Like, did someone throw that in the teleprompter and he just read it? <laughs> Do you think he's going to say it? <laughs> Let's say they bitch slapped the American public. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think he'll do it? <laughs> that has to be right. Why would he say? <laughs> why would he say that? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't seen that anywhere. I saw Barstool tweeted out. I couldn't find it anywhere else. So no one's talking. No one's talking about it. I don't know if the guy got in trouble or anything. I hope not because he's a gem. Oh, yeah. I, I need him forever. I want his serious newscast for every ridiculous story. <laughs> Julie DeCaro bitching about being a mother today. Houston residents getting butt fucked by gas prices. <laughs> exactly. That's the type of that's the type of spice we need in our newscast. I would never miss the you, news. You want to beat Rogan CNN? Hire this guy. <laughs> Pay him everything you have. <laughs> Inflation is bitch slapping the American public. Imagine Walter Cronkite saying that. Fucking <laughs> like Tom Brokaw. Mobile going in with no lube today. <laughs> I just realized, by the way, how... Uh, how much people on the other side of the glass can hear me speaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Ukraine still getting dicked down. <laughs> Ukraine making America hold its pocket while it needs more aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's good stuff. All right. Let's get to these. Uh, do we have any good questions from the patrons? I have not read them yet. Um, oh I see that you uh, answered one. Do you want me to just ignore that one? Uh, the Better Call Saul one. Uh, what was it? Thoughts on Better Call Saul. Would you love an episode breakdown of the finale? Oh, I just, I, I the part that I answered was that I will do a preview for the next two episodes mm. and a recap of the last episode as well, probably. Um, I should have been doing that all season. Next time I'm into a show, I will do that like succession or something. We'll do uh, some sort of a recap, but yeah, I, th so I talked about this on the Patreon the other day, but we are bordering 
and I, I'm, we're not in a place where I can tell if it's recency bias or not yet, because I'm also loving Better Call Saul. But you're now you're starting to hear, oh, Better Call Saul's better than Breaking Bad. Oh, shut up. Which I think is simply because of we're we're watching it now. We're in it, you know. I haven't. I've watched most of the first season, and then I forgot to continue, and I was just like, I'm just gonna wait for it to end, and then I'll watch it all. Yeah, I so I think um, you could certainly argue that Better Call Saul is more grounded and better character development and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot more episodes of Better Call Saul that you're like, okay, this was kind of a filler episode, you know? So I only remember one episode from Breaking Bad. The Fly. The Fly. But I didn't <laughs> yeah, hate yeah. that. I didn't hate that episode. No, neither did I. A lot of people really hate it. I always say it's the one episode, if you're you know doing a rewatch or something, you can skip it. Basically, all you need to know is that's the episode where Walter realizes how much he's lost his mind. Yeah. That's yeah, it's not it's not bad. But I think there's a lot of those in Saul, you know, where you're yeah. kind of not, not killing time, but it's like almost the writers jerking their dicks where it's like, wow, that's a really well-written episode, but it doesn't move the storyline at all, you know? Well, I hope they're good at, at um character development cuz basically it's all a setup for Breaking Bad, isn't it? Yeah. No, they do a, uh, an amazing job. You think um uh, um you think Walter's going to make an appearance in the last two episodes? He did. Oh, really? He, he did last there uh, Monday night, yeah. Was it awesome? I I He and Jesse. It, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, it was in a way where it's like I mean, they didn't need that, so there's probably a little bit of just like, you know, servicing the fans. Mm-hmm. But the way they did it was well done. It's not like you know, Saul is thinking about uh, getting into teaching and he stops by the high school. You know what I mean? Right. Like they did it in a way that makes sense. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, first question, whose dick would you suck for the least amount of money? Justin, Dave, or Kirk? <laughs> that's interesting. You really don't like the prison cocktail, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> you have to do a uh, shot. If, if someone put a shot of that in front of me, I would I would drink it for that much money. Oh God! It's one day of hell. At it just most. disgusts me so much. No, it it's not. Just... That could lead to real illnesses, which is what is everyone was ignoring. Well, how long do you got to keep it down? Then you just go make yourself puke after. Oh God! Add to the cocktail. Uh, my answer would be whoever seemed like they wanted it the most. You know, I don't <laughs> want to put anyone in an uncomfortable. Well, because it'll it'll take the least amount of time. To get hold. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I yeah. really want this. Okay, you're gonna be All the right. quickest. You're up, partner. <laughs> um. Would you let Louis C.K. jerk off in front of you for a hundred grand? Ha ha ha! Yes, absolutely, I would. Uh, but Ryan said, Ryan commented on that and said, uh, after the crypto crash, I don't think Mike could afford to pay that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Which is funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, but wait, I should have said this at the uh, top of the show. Pretty hilarious. I think I'm not getting as much shit as I should because I acknowledged it right after the argument was done. But pretty hilarious that I yelled, I never said that. And it was something I said like 30 seconds before. Oh, during the Louis battle? Yeah. I just yeah. forgot that I said it. Once I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. I get the context of what I was trying to say. But yeah, I just forgot. That I said, I was like, no, no, no. Dave said it. I think I missed something. Like, I, I don't know if I like spaced for a second because all of a sudden that thing was just a screaming match. <laughs> it got out of hand real quick, which is why like uh, I like Kirk's obviously very good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I am not, I'm not a confrontational guy, but at one point I was like, 
are you mad? Because <laughs> I almost, I, I like almost forget it's a show, and it's like, oh, you know, you're having the argument, so be in the argument. I was like, what? Why is this? Why is this, how did this get here so fast? Because I knew what you were trying to say. I agree with you. I think like ninety eight percent of it. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I did the best job articulating my point, but I think the people that know what I was trying to say understood it, and the people that don't never will. You know I, what I mean? I would say even. Calling him a predator of any kind, I think, is strong. Uh, yeah. Well, so what I I don't want to get into it again. But yeah. <laughs> I, for me, it ends. I'm at, screaming at Craig now. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it ends at the yes no question. Right. Which is I sh- what I should have said. Someone pointed this out to me on Twitter because I said I made this point on why are you laughing when I said like, well, how many times are you supposed to confirm? Right. So that you know, I should have thrown that in there, but. Um, put it this way. I don't think I was going to come up with anything that Kirk couldn't immediately <laughs> argue. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> um, favorite girlfriend on Seinfeld of Jerry's on Seinfeld. Ooh, that's a great question. Who asked that? Cameo blind Mike. That's a very good question. Who was debating changing his name to cameo whiskey Mike after this drop fest? <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> He's not even on cameo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Favorite of Jerry's girlfriends. I mean, obviously, we're not counting Elaine. No, I'm going with Te- um, Terry Hatcher. Pretty simply, Terry Hatcher's a good one. I love uh, the Lori Laughlin episode mm-hmm. where she gets him to be emotional. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a very good one. Um, well, they're real and they're spectacular. Is like an all-time line too. And then um, uh, the voice. Is another great hello or, or uh, Mulva was good. Mulva, of course, yeah. Now we're just naming ones we can remember, but <laughs> well, I, yeah, but yeah, I'll go with um, who did I just say? God damn it, Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin, yeah. I'm going with Terry Hatcher. She's she that was her prime too. She was ugh, dyna, dynamite, dynamite. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're not completely hundred percent blind, I feel like this is an easy question to answer. But anyway, I'll read it. Uh, Go ahead. How come you wear sunglasses? Wouldn't it just make it more difficult to see? Well, I, I mean, I wear them on screen just because my eyes are fucked up. <laughs> I'm self-conscious about it. You ever go from a real dark place to a real bright place, uh, Michael? Not you. Yeah, oh, that, that too. I. Uh, he's asking like in life, why do I wear sunglasses? Yeah. I can still see the sun still affects my eyes. <laughs> more, more than everyone's. Yeah. But I mean, you know. Yeah, it does help it like walking into a building, like it definitely helps adjust. I feel like you gotta preserve what's left too, you know? Don't yeah, just basically I wear sunglasses for the same reason everyone else does. Looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um Visionless Dave says, Do you know Ted Sarandis address? <laughs> I don't. Uh Visionless Dave also asks, Are the rumors true? Is there more to that? Nope. Uh, oh, yes. I didn't they know. Are. I didn't know if there was something I missed. <laughs> yes, they are. They're very true. Um, how would your mid-year grade and overall evaluation of Craig thus far for 2022? And uh, has he used some of his Mittman money for any addition uh, additions on his large property slash estate yet? 
I mean, he, it must be gone based on what I saw. Because <laughs> there was some extravagant spending going on. <laughs> some of it was there. The things that we oh will not God. talk about that des- desperately want to be spoken about. My God. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing. As soon as you got out of my car, I'm like, I know you want to make fun of this. So, <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it is quite the extravagant property. Um, great. I would give Craig halfway through the year. A little more than halfway now. Yeah. Um, I'd say B minus. Oh, that's so low. What? Mm. It's I was so being low. generous. That's so low. That's good. B minus, boring minus. I see what you're doing. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I meant. <laughs> I think that's good. Not blowing the doors off, but you're better than uh, better than average. I think I'm better than almost all, actually. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I would say. Here's what an A would be. Yep. And you've got a lot of jobs. I'm not blaming you for this, mm-hmm. but an A would be like someone who's spit, spitting out ideas and coming up with new things all the time. That that's an A. So you got to have room. There's room to improve. Is all I'm saying. I can spit out ideas. I just thought you like doing uh, what you like to do. So I just oh. go with whatever you tell me. All right. I'll I appreciate bring, that as I'll well. I'll bring ideas. I'll put. I'll get. I'll get this show on a fucking network before you even know it, bud. Well, let me, uh, maybe let me sign off on that. First. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and my Mittman money that I've had is just, nope. Mittman money. Um, <laughs> I think it's Bruce's face on that. <laughs> Mitt, Mitt bucks. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Um, okay. from Angelo has Alba's parents brought up the fishing slash boat trip. <laughs> with I your saw stepdad. that one. Uh, you know what's funny is I think about that every time I see that. <laughs> Today is the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've never brought it up, but here's what's bad about that. Uh, Alba has told me that they are uh, Albanians in general, bottle everything up, uh, much like the Irish, I suppose. They bottle it deep down and they, they die with it. So it's possible that he's thinking about that fishing trip every time I'm there <laughs> and just thinking this motherfucker is not going to invite me again. Have you ever found yourself going, why is he sweating? <laughs> he's, he's just seething. Why is he pretending to cast a line? What the hell is that? <laughs> why is he throwing an invisible anchor off his back porch? <laughs> He's always he's always got one of those a bucket hats on and a, a vest with bait in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh if there um I get it. If there aren't enough competitors, will you be entering Justin's vehicle? Uh, no, no. I would uh I want to allow the competition to be fair, you know? Yeah, uh, Jared asks, uh, would Mike dominate in a staring contest? No, quite the opposite. I, I can't. That was going to be my answer. It was no. Yeah, I don't know if this is. Um, well, I mean, obviously, the eyes wouldn't match up to where you would probably want them to be. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, I, this might be more just my personality. Like, I have nothing to do with my disability. But, like, I can't make eye contact with people for that long it's just uncomfortable for me. Mm. So no, I'd be horrible in a staring contest. Um, Chef Lewis says, great job sparring with Kirk the other day about Louis CK. Have you ever wanted to say that if you could pull out a phone to prove your point, uh, you would have the advantage or you not want to play the blind card? Uh, Oh, I mean, I kind of already answered that. I don't think there's anything I would bring up 
that uh, Kirk's very good at arguing. <laughs> so I don't know if I could point to an article where he would just go, well, so you know what? You won me over. And then he, <laughs> you win. He also says, would you like Craig to disagree with you more? I don't, I don't get those questions. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like uh, people said that about, you know, yesterday's show, like, oh, you finally disagreed with, but there aren't really a lot of moments. Like the reason I was a fan of Kirk's show is I was like, oh, I like a lot of what this guy stands for, what he chooses to talk about everything. Like, I was a fan. <laughs> so naturally there's a lot I kind of agree with him on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the reason I'm doing this cause I went, Hey, uh, I, I can record shows and we like basically everything. Yeah. So yeah, Craig has similar <laughs> interests to me. I mean, if Craig genuinely disagree with something I said, he should voice it. I will. I dis. I mean, listen earlier. I disagreed. With I will say he's never given me the Jerry treatment. He bullies that guy around. Jesus. Well, you usually say tongue in cheek. He was flipping out, and I was like, nope, not going <laughs> to take pushes, that. He pushes uh, Limp Dick Callahan <laughs> like his little bitch boy. <laughs> My God. Uh, uh, box eating dad says, "What do you think of? What does it say? What do you think of your odds if you had to go? To- All right, if you had to go toe to toe with the propaganda." <laughs> That's a VGS reference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I realized. Backseating Dad is disappointed. I thought he. I thought he liked us. He's not turning on me, is he? You're no. turning fans of this program against me. No, quite the opposite. I'm making sure they stay. <laughs> stay. Keep them in line. <laughs> I'm like everyone, relax. <laughs> keep your men in line. Yeah, I, I got. I got a heads up that uh, you trashed me on the solo show, and then I listened. And I went, "That's ball busting to me, buddy." Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was a trash. I didn't either. <laughs> Tim, like I said, Tim was trashed. But I don't know about that. I think so. We're good pals now, Tim and I. He's Tom a, was trashed, as I said. Oh, that's right, right, right. right. I keep forgetting. Tim is a different guy. Uh, you also put this on Twitter, right? I did. Uh, I'll comb through that real quick, see if there's anything worth reading. All right. Um, well, everyone... I appreciate you supporting the show. Like I said, if you uh, want to support more, go to blindmike.net and uh, you can subscribe to the Patreon there. Or as I always say, evidently they tell me uh, five-star reviews and subscribing on YouTube and liking and commenting, all that helps the algorithm. So if you want to do that, that would be a help as well. By the way, you need to fix something with your Twitter because now every time you tweet, it has a AMA thing on it. Oh, it's done. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like that stupid. It's a dumb feature. <laughs> um, pick only one Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy. That's from Bobby Fitz. Better answer. He's going to like cut you. Ooh, interesting. Uh, why does he have to threaten me? He's a threatening guy. He's, he threatens a lot of people. Why? I'll answer it. What does he think? I'm afraid? Oh, no. I added that. He did not say that. <laughs> oh, okay. <All> right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think that one's pretty easy for me. <clears throat> I'd say I'd say without Richard Pryor, you don't get Eddie Murphy. That's probable. So I would say Richard Pryor, but well, I, mean, I think without Richard Pryor, you probably don't get Chris Rock either, because I don't think they're direct. Well, if you go descendants, in, but I think Rock is a lot. He's a product of Eddie Murphy. I think if you go in with, um, you know, if you take one away, it impacts. It's like butterfly effect. I'm obviously yeah. going to pick Richard Pryor, but if I'm going to listen to someone, I'm going with Eddie Murphy. I might agree with that. Yeah, if you could only listen to one, I might go with Eddie. He makes me laugh. Just because it's a little more modern, although Richard Pryor has some funny shit. Um, Lieutenant Kirk asks, do you think uh, comedians should face harsh punish, harsh repercussions for offensive material? <laughs> I don't, as a matter of fact. 
I don't either. <laughs> uh, That's funny. <laughs> after the popularity, this is from Red. After the popularity of Barstool's game shows this summer, do you regret how critical you were of Tommy Smokes? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. I do. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was wrong. <laughs> he's not. He's not a boring guy. Um, I think him and Chris are very fun together. Yeah, <laughs> it was cute when they shared a seat. Um. Lauren Lynn asks, this is a great question, I think. This is a great question. Uh, which game is worse, Texas Poop Hold'em or Count to 25 in the car? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the people are good today. Um, I said Count to 25 in the Although, you know what? Dave proved me wrong. I'll give Dave credit. He proved me wrong because he bested me at the game. I was talking to him. That is the dumbest game I've ever heard in my life. It's it's a, a psychotic game, frankly, but but he did outdo me. So by beating me, he kind of proved to me it is a game. Yeah, yeah, but I think at least Texas poop hold them. There's a possibility of someone shitting themselves, which I, which is there isn't really though. I, that's, that's if true. you got to that point where you were about to shit yourself, you just go to the bathroom. What if you, what what if you guys happen to be in the same room and you're like, oh, you gotta have stakes. This neither game has stake. They're both terrible games. Yeah. Um, Robinson's B and B wants to know when are you proposing to Alba? Relax, relax, <laughs> ladies. Um, I don't know. We've been together almost not quite four years. I think five is a, probably a good number. Go off field, buddy. Not time. Oh well, uh, then it would already be done. But you know, I'd like to prolong it a little more. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> Mike from, <laughs> do you believe Louis CK was a nonviolent predator? You weren't really clear. Oh, you. you weren't really clear about that today. That was Mike from Providence. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I thought he was a friend of mine. I don't get the, why did Steven do it? That's Steven who? I don't know. That's the question. Uh, I don't know. You don't have to read all of them. <laughs> well, some of these I'm like, did I miss something that he'll oh, understand okay. it? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who Steven is. Um, which comedians could you beat up? <laughs> uh, um, uh, you know, the first one that came to mind was Jamie Kilstein, but I forgot he does MMA. No, he'd beat you up, but you could he'd probably beat the shit out of me. Yeah, you probably get Chris Gethard pretty good, though. I think. Oh, that's a good one, Chris. Gethard. Chris Gethard, <laughs> uh, Lenny Marcus. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't like to be called certain words that begin with certain letters that are bad. Um, so you can just I say. Like, I, I feel like. Uh, I don't know how big a guy Dan Natterman is, but I feel like I could beat him up. Um, Joe Todd List. Barry, maybe. Joe List, maybe. No, Joe, Joe List trains as well. And he's a, he? he's a tall guy. Oh, okay. Well, it, the height doesn't really matter. It does a little bit. Uh, I mean, if you can't physically reach his face, maybe, but. I guess. Think of how easy it would be to get under his chin. That's true. He doesn't have much of a chin either. Yeah, I got to get you in my uncle's basement, dude. <laughs> Hit the How's that mean? My, my uncle who trains uh, in his basement, he trains boxers. Okay. That's probably necessary for the setup. Yeah. Uh, I have to no. get you in my uncle's basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When I did KMS, we were talking about it. Oh, I, I don't remember that. I was in for, I was in for the, um, the Hank Kirk uh, rough and rowdy. And I was telling Kirk, I have my, oh, uncle, really? my uncle can train him in a basement. Oh, yeah. That sounds vaguely. I do kind of remember that. <laughs> um, ever consider switching to the left side of the bed? Uh, I've not. I'm a left side I of the don't, bed. We have a nightstand on my side of the bed, and the closet is to the left, so I don't care for that. 
Mm. I have I have two nightstands on either side. Wow, this guy's Mittman Bucks. <laughs> Mittman Bucks. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, when you're going back to all three days on the show, um, they can bring in whatever dingleberry they want, but it's better when you are there. <laughs> Next question. Um, dingleberry. <laughs> uh, are we ever getting a nothing but trouble watch along? What's nothing but trouble? I don't know. I thought that was another one that I missed. Oh, we're going to well, look that up. Uh, nothing but trouble. That sounds it, like it could be up our alley. Nothing. It does sound nothing but <laughs> Trouble. Is it a show or a movie, though? I don't know. Oh, 1991 film. Dan Aykroyd, Do- Chevy Chase, John Candy, Demi Moore. Oh, I've heard about this, I think. What's the premise? Jeez, uh, overview. I'll go with that. I feel while like Stern at- might have made fun of Chevy Chase for this one. Uh, while attempting to seduce a gorgeous lawyer, um, wealthy gadabout... Okay. Uh, agrees to drive her to Atlantic City, but when some reckless driving draws the attention of a deeply critical cop, uh, the and the flamboyant Brazilianaires, the fuck Brazilianaires? Yep, that's what it says. Are you sure it's not Brazilianaires? B R A Z I L L Brazilianaires. Huh. Interesting. Tagged along to end up in court, uh, the court of grotesque and vengeful judge. Who has a special vendetta against the wealthy and erudite? Hmm. Well, thank you, sir. Maybe we'll give that a watch at some point. That Blind McDonough. That doesn't make anything clearer. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But it's, <laughs> I, I once uh, you read the cast, I was like, I think I might have heard about this. Um. Thoughts on the infamous East Longmeadow traffic rotary? <laughs> oh, it's what we're known for. One of the worst rotaries in the world. Um, which I, as a non-driver, never really understood. I guess just because there's a lot of... So I think it's... Let me think. One, two, three, four, five, six maybe roads intersecting? In one rotary? That's brutal. Yeah. But the way they do it is not just like a circle that you drive around. Like the zigzags and fucking crosses that don't make any sense. (laughs) Did you start the shield yet from Andy Mayo? Not yet. I've heard, like, from everyone I know that that show is amazing. I've heard the same thing. I guess my, for some reason, I always get hung up on, I'm like, ah, it would be dated now. For some reason, I always think of that. But probably not. I'm sure I could still watch it and enjoy it. Um, Dino Raja says, is there an issue if I only have liquid shits? Probably. I would think so, yeah. That's probably. Uh, Is Dick Gregory uh, a proto-John Stewart who evolved over time? from primarily a comedian to an activist first. That might be a good one. I saw that tweet. That might be a good one that I was, cause I mentioned on <laughs> KMS yesterday. I was like, is there someone that became like an act, like kind of abandoned comedy and became like an activist. Dick Gregory might be a good one. I don't know enough about him to answer that, but uh, maybe we'll do a, why are you laughing about him? This is a funny question. What's your 97th favorite movie from the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the people were on today. I like this. Uh, Maybe I'll t- I got to start tweeting these at night more than instead of in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, with Barstool coming back to Boston, will you consider becoming a certified employee again? Uh, no. Is Craig gone? I would hate that so much more being in the office with fucking Portnoy and... <laughs> <laughs> that would not be an incentive for me to uh, for me to do that. From what it sounds like, he would never be there. Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but... 
Um, I'm all set. What was the question? I'm sorry. Is Craig gone? He's right here. Hey, bud. Uh, why was it? This is the last question. Why was yesterday's KMS the day you decided to stand up for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Very passionate about that, about that topic. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I have to go back and re-listen because I'm like, what sparked the yelling? <laughs> it ramped up quickly. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All of a sudden it was just a screaming match. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, hopefully it was entertaining, which it seemed like it, people seemed to enjoy it. It was. Um, is tonight Justin's call? Oh. Wait, what? Well, I guess is last Wednesday just today Justin's car day? Yes. Oh boy. Yeah, I'll probably pop over there later. Um, I meant to mention you could catch me all over the place the last week. Mm. I should have mentioned this at the top of the show, but I was on with our boy Royce Lopez on his show uh, Day Wave. Yep, which that was fun. I mentioned it in the solo show I did. But uh, it's funny because we do, we you know, doing our Quincy watch along and shit like that. It's funny to be on a show where he just, with no segue, he goes, you ever seen the show Blind Date from the early 2000s? And I was like, ah, I think so. And he's like, here's a clip from that. And he just starts <laughs> showing it to me. And I was like, oh, I, I'm home. <laughs> There's others like us. <laughs> Perfect. We should start a giant network. <laughs> so I was on there. And uh, I was also on the creep off with uh, it's usually hosted by Carl and Vinny, both former why you laughing guests. Uh, but it was just me and Carl. I was filling in. I was standing in for the vacationing Vinny Paulino on the creep off. And that was fun as well. So uh, check those out. If you, if you have the time, do it, do it. Like I said, very good show.org. That's where you can find Craig's stuff. Blindmike.net is where you can find mine, the Patreon, all the links merchandise and uh i guess that's it anything else i got nothing all right see you folks until then have yourself a great day and as always rock on stop the baloney huh